Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's showtime, folks! This is the American Variety Network on Block Talk Radio with Alex Cardinale, live from Springfield, Massachusetts. Happy Halloween from all of us at American Variety Network. <laughs> Network. 
Now, today's show, obviously, is being recorded live, so if you're listening live, please feel free to call in at 1-347-989-8142. Now, you can call in to ask me any questions, or you can call in and share why you agree or disagree with anything that I'm saying on tonight's show. Again, the call-in number is one three four seven nine eight nine eight one four two. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to start this Thursday night talk show right after our introduction. So don't go anywhere, my wonderful listeners.
You are tuned in live to the American Variety Network here, live on Blog Talk Radio. With a name like American Variety, you can expect a wide variety of topics. Now, let's get live here on the AV Network. Hi, Jeremy Stillhorn. I'm tuned into the American Variety Network, where I find the shows very educational and entertaining. Are you bold enough to call in and interact with tonight's topic? Well, prove it by calling in live at one 347 to ask questions about tonight's topic or share your thoughts on tonight's topic. Just pick up your phone and dial one 347 and go into a quiet location. Again, that's one 347 Now let's get on with the show. Are you ready for a talk show that is brave enough to talk about anything and everything, even if it's controversial? Are you ready for a talk show where anything goes and we will say anything that we want? Well, then you're listening to the right talk show. You are tuned in to In Your Face Talk Show. With your host, the crazy Italian-American AC. You can expect to hear the unexpected. Laugh at what is said, or you may scream. Either case, sit back and enjoy the show. Let's get in your face with this great talk show. Alright, so let's go ahead and get this episode of Alice Cardinelli Talks. Sponsored by the In Your Face Talk Show here on American Variety Network started. And I want to start by talking about Harriet Tubman replacing Andrew Jackson on the $20 bill. So I actually found out about this when I was scrolling through my Facebook on Tuesday morning. This is actually after I just woke up and I had my morning soda. And I logged on to Facebook, and I saw in an article written by somebody that Harriet Tubman was going to replace Andrew Jackson on the $20 bill probably in 2016. I'm just really sad that they are changing history here in America. Now, while I do not agree with the fact that we are now changing history, I personally think it's good that Harriet Tubman is going to be on U.S. currency. But why do you have to replace a former USA president, Andrew Jackson? Now, Andrew Jackson had historical backgrounds in the United States of America. And in my opinion, he was one of the most influential presidents in United States of America history because Andrew Jackson did a lot for the United States of America during his presidency. Now, albeit Andrew Jackson did do some very controversial things during his presidency, like Creole Tears, when he kicked out a lot of Native Americans and like how he basically destroyed the U.S. currency, 
uh, when he was presidency. But Andrew Jackson, in my opinion, was one of the most influential presidents, as I've just mentioned to you. Now, I am really mind-boggled, to say the least, as to why they chose Andrew Jackson to be the president that gets replaced. Now, I may be biased, but I thought Andrew Jackson was a wonderful president of the United States, and I, for one, am going to hate to see Andrew Jackson not on the $20 bill any longer. Not that I have anything against Harriet Tubman, because I don't. Uh, I really don't want to lose Andrew Jackson on the $20 bill. Now, the $20 bill is actually one of my favorite bills because it had Andrew Jackson on it. Now, that's not to say I don't like any other money. I love money. I, I use a lot of money, uh, as you guys know, to buy my stuff. But Andrew Jackson was my personal favorite president, and uh, him being on a $20 bill was a, a surefire reminder of all the things he has done to the country as a United States president. Now, I might not follow politics, but I am a very smart man in history. I loved history class in junior high school and high school. I love United States history. And you know, that could be a series that I could do right here on the In Your Face talk show. I could be doing a bunch of series on the United States of America history, and I could teach people from all over the world a thing or two about USA history. Now, is there a way that the United States of America could replace Andrew Jackson on the $20 bill with Harriet Tubman? But maybe recognize Andrew Jackson some other way, like maybe creating a bank or something for him. Because even though he was perhaps the most controversial president, Andrew Jackson did do some good things for the United States of America. And he took the United States of America into the right direction following the short terms of his last presidency, but I don't know, I'm just really, uh, I'm really mind-boggled and I'm really uh, clueless as to why they're just now deciding to replace Andrew Jackson with Harriet Tubman. Why wait all these years later to do it? If you're going to do it, you should have done it a while ago. Why wait all these years to do it? I don't know. I bet you sooner or later, Barack Obama it's going to be on some currency. If I had to guess, I'd probably say uh, maybe five, ten years from now, we'll probably have Barack Obama on U.S. currency. I don't know. I could probably be far-fetched from that, but at the going rate, that's what it might be. But I don't know. Now, speaking of Andrew Jackson, a lot of people actually do not know about his presidency, and that's a, that's a shame because I think a lot of people should research Andrew Jackson and learn about his presidency. Because, like I said, he had one of the most controversial runs as a president. Okay? So, if you don't know anything about Andrew Jackson's presidency, like I said, I really recommend you research him. 
Now, just thinking of that, that sounds like a really good idea. I'm thinking about doing a show educating you about Andrew Jackson and his presidency. So stay tuned. I think in a few weeks I'm going to do a show on Andrew Jackson and his presidency. Maybe Andrew Jackson will be my first guest on my biography show. That sounds like a brilliant idea, doesn't it? Don't you guys want to learn about Andrew Jackson? So we'll do a biography on Andrew Jackson in a few weeks here on the American Variety Network. All right, so I thought that that was a good way to start our fun talk show. Now, what are your thoughts on Harriet Tubman replacing Andrew Jackson on the $20 bill? Go ahead and call in 1-347-989-8142 and let me know. Or email me at American Variety Network at Comcast.net or tweet me on Twitter at American Network One. Your thoughts on Harriet Tubman replacing Andrew Jackson on the $20 bill. Okay, moving along to my next topic that I want to talk about tonight, and that is living in Springfield, Massachusetts, and New England. Now, I told you guys all before on all my many podcasts that I live in Springfield, Massachusetts, and New England. Matter of fact, if I'm correct, I believe I am the one and only uh, podcaster from Springfield, Mass, right here on Blog Talk Radio. I don't think there's another person hosting a show from Springfield, Mass on Blog Talk Radio. And if I'm wrong, I would love to meet another host from Springfield, Mass here on Blog Talk Radio. If I am wrong, I will give your show a shout-out and I'd have you as a guest here on my show. But I don't think there is any other shows that are hosted from somebody living in Springfield, Mass. Honestly, I would love to uh, see a fellow from Springfield, Mass hosting a show here on Blog Talk Radio because it would feel awesome. So maybe in the future we'll find somebody from Springfield, Mass that has a show on Blog Talk Radio. But anyway, you all know by now that I was born right here in Springfield, Massachusetts, 22 years ago in 1993, and I was born on August 15th, 1993. Now, like I told you guys on Tuesday, I've been living right here in Springfield, Massachusetts for about 19 to 20 years. Now, let me tell you a little bit about Springfield. Springfield is one of the biggest cities in Massachusetts. It's not as big as Boston, but it's pretty big. Now, living in Springfield is not as bad as most people make it out to be. Sure, we have our many drug addicts. Sure, we have some crime, but every big city does. However, we do have a lot of shootings and a lot of violence up here. But luckily, I and my family live on the more peaceful side of Springfield, Massachusetts. 
Now, growing up as a kid, I do remember Springfield being much cleaner and safer growing up in the late 90s to early 2000s. But Springfield is still as good as it used to be, minus all the drug abuse and minus all of the crimes that happen here in Springfield, Massachusetts. Now, I want to talk to you about my favorite things that I personally like to do in Springfield. Now, one of the first things I like to do in Springfield is shop at and support local businesses. Now, these following businesses are stores that I frequent and are stores that I buy from. I'm going to go ahead and give them all a shout-out and a plug right here on the American Variety Network. The first store happens to be one of my personal favorite local fish stores, and luckily for me, it's about 8 to 10 minutes away from my house, so it's only an 8 to 10 minute drive. And that store is School of Fish, Inc. Now, I've known the owners of School of Fish, Inc. for many years now. If I had to guess, I'd have to say at least 12 years. Because the owners that own School of Fish now were the owners of the old James Tropical Fish back in the late 90s and early 2000s. And they've got their new store, School of Fish, Inc., which was opened in 2010. And it's up and running, and they've got a lot of awesome stuff at School of Fish, Inc. They've got some wonderful aquarium equipment. They stock everything from Hikari to Marineland to Tetra to Fluval and Instant Ocean. So they've got a lot of awesome aquarium equipment. They also stock quality freshwater and saltwater livestock, live rock, and corals. So, School of Fish is an awesome fish store. I go there really often. I'd probably say that I go there about 10 times in one month, which is a lot for me to go to a store. I uh, really do like School of Fish, Inc. School of Fish, Inc. employees are the best. They really care for their customers, and they've actually got some pretty decent prices. I've seen some stores have really high prices on some stuff, but I've seen School of Fish prices are pretty competitive and, in other words, are pretty good. Now, School of Fish Inc. does specialize in saltwater, and I have to give a good shout-out to my friends at School of Fish Inc. because they're the ones that got me into saltwater, and they helped me set up my 29-gallon saltwater aquarium, and I've got a lot of the stuff from School of Fishing for a reasonable price. Now, uh, I usually get good deals from School of Fishing simply because I know the owner for so many years, and I often buy a lot of stuff from School of Fishing. I think over the years, if I had to estimate, I probably spent over uh, close to over fifty thousand dollars at School of Fishing. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm over-exaggerating, I know, but uh, I really did spend a lot of money over the few years at School of Fishing. So really, that's one of the 
most popular stores that I visit. Sometimes I will go to Day's Pet Food City here in Springfield, Mass., and in uh, Agawam, Massachusetts, and in uh, Longmeadow, Massachusetts, and in Ludlow, uh, Massachusetts. Now, Dave's Soda in Pet Food City is like a small chain store. Um, it's not like a big Petco or a big PetSmart. It's a small, locally owned chain that has grown into a very popular store right here in New England, in Massachusetts particularly. Now, um, Dave stocks soda, obviously. They stock uh, pets. They have live fish, live reptiles, and live mammals, usually at half the price that Peco charges. They're a lot cheaper than Peco. They've also got aquariums. They've got uh, pet supplies for all of your pets. So Dave's Pet Food City has everything that a big chain pet store would have at half of the price. Now, the good thing about Dave's Pet Food City is they actually have a good deal on fish. If you buy three fish, you get one free. And this is great for your schooling fish or any fish in general. Now, since I have a saltwater aquarium, I probably won't be able to shop at Dave's Soda and Pet City anymore unless I decide to get a freshwater fish again. But uh, growing up as a kid, I used to like going to Dave's Soda and Pet Food City. Now, I like going out to eat a lot, so there are two restaurants that I frequent a lot, and these two restaurants are one that me and my family both enjoy. Now, the first restaurant I go to a lot up here in Springfield, Massachusetts, is a chain. So, a lot of you, my listeners, will have probably been to this restaurant, you probably either go to it or you have one in your area, because I know this restaurant has so many locations across the country, but the restaurant I'm talking about is Texas Roadhouse. The one we have here in Springfield, Massachusetts is a awesome restaurant. It's, a, it's like a steakhouse, but it's more on the southern uh, cuisine. My personal favorite meal at Texas Roadhouse here in Springfield, Massachusetts happens to be the country fried steak with uh, cream gravy served with their seasoned rice pilaf and their loaded french fries with cheddar cheese and bacon. Gotta have the bacon on the french fries. Uh, that's how I like my loaded fries at Texas Roadhouse. And uh, if you're allergic to peanuts, I definitely would not recommend going to Texas Roadhouse because there are peanuts all over the floor at Texas Roadhouse. And like I said, Texas Roadhouse is a huge chain all over the United States of America, so I'm pretty sure there might be one in your area, but you have to make sure there is one in your area, and you can do that by Googling Texas Roadhouse and typing in your location on their website. 
Another place in Springfield, Massachusetts that I frequent is a locally owned restaurant, a locally owned pizzeria and Italian restaurant. And actually, my grandparents and my uh, parents actually chat with um, my grandparents and parents actually chat with the owners of this pizzeria. They know them for so many years, so we're like uh, one of their favorite customers. And this pizzeria is called Tony's Pizza and Restaurant. Now, of course, they serve homemade pizzas, and they also serve homemade pastas, pasta entrees, chicken wings, salads, and calzones, and And I've had the opportunity of having a lot of their awesome entrees at Tony's Pizza and Restaurant. Uh, one of my personal favorite entrees from them has to be their Chicken Franchise, which is a chicken dish with a white wine lemon sauce served over linguine pasta. And uh, I think their Chicken Franchise is awesome. They also have great grinders and great chicken pie and pasta meals and stuff. So any of my Western Mass listeners, I really recommend checking out Tony's Pizza and Restaurant because they're going to have a meal for you and your family. Now, I actually have a mall within walking distance of my house. It's probably about 10 to 12 minutes away from my house if I were to drive, but I could still walk to the mall. Now, I live really close to the Eastfield Mall, and occasionally I will go to the mall. Now, in recent years, I haven't gone to the mall that often as I did when I was a kid. This year, I've only been uh, three or four times, but the holiday seasons are quickly approaching, so that means I probably will be approaching Eastfield Mall more often than I did normally this year. Now, the Eastfield Mall has a lot of stores. It has a Sears inside. It has a Macy's inside. It's got some sports stores. It's got some Subway restaurants. Um, and uh, it's got a lot of other stores in there. Uh, there are a few uh, big chains inside the Eastfield Mall that a lot of you, my listeners who are not from Springfield, Mass., would uh, recognize. Like I said, Macy's, Sears, uh, what else is in there? Um, there are some clothing stores that I think are probably from the Northeast, so they might not be all over the United States. But the Eastfield Mall is a pretty decent mall. So if you ever find yourself visiting Springfield, Mass., I recommend checking out the Eastfield Mall as well as Tony Pizza. Another place that I visit frequently in Springfield, Massachusetts, is the Peacock Chinese Restaurant. Now, Peacock here in Springfield has perhaps the best Chinese food. So if you like Chinese food, I definitely recommend uh, checking out Peacock. So those are all the stores and local businesses that I check out in Springfield, Mass., because I live here. Now, if any of my listeners are fish keepers, 
and you are from the western Massachusetts area, I really recommend checking out School of Fish, Inc., because they've got some wonderful aquarium equipment. They've got some wonderful tropical fish. I've seen some really rare fish at School of Fish, Inc., including a tiger paku, which does not get huge like their cousins. They also carry rare saltwater fish. I know that they, on occasion, can get in purple tangs. So that, in a nutshell, is pretty cool. All right. Now, my other favorite things about living in Springfield, Mass., are the entertainment we have down here. Now, Springfield, Mass., is known for creating basketball. And we have the Basketball Hall of Fame in downtown Springfield. Now, the Basketball Hall of Fame is a pretty huge attraction. Now, the Basketball Hall of Fame usually gets a ton of tourists and visitors over uh, the years. Now, I know that it's a major tourist attraction. A lot of people come in from other countries and other states in the United States of America to visit the Basketball Hall of Fame. Now, how do I know this? Well, the last time I was there was 10 years ago in 2005. And ticket prices have gone really up. So I know that the Basketball Hall of Fame is much popular. And basketball fans from all over the country come and visit it. Now, I personally recommend, if you are a basketball fan, if you are a sincere, true basketball fan, somewhere on your bucket list, you got to visit the Basketball Hall of Fame. Because there are things in there that you are going to like. They've got some um, awesome stats in there. They've got some awesome basketball rooms in there where you can actually play basketball and learn about the science of playing basketball. How cool is that? And then there's also some wonderful basketball stores and uh, some cool fine dining restaurants and things of that nature. So I'm not really a basketball fan. I don't watch basketball, really don't understand the game of basketball. But when I was a kid, I went to the Basketball Hall of Fame. All right. Now, I would personally go again uh, if I really had to go. I really have no desire of going, but if I'm really bored and one day I'm in the area and I've got the money, I probably would stop in and go to the uh, Basketball Hall of Fame. Now, during the spring, summer, and fall in Agawam, Massachusetts, we've got a really big amusement park. Now, you guys might recognize this amusement park because this amusement park is also located all over the United States of America. But in Agawam, we have a Six Flags New England. Now, our Six Flags is kind of small compared to the other Six Flags all over the rest of the United States. But we've got some awesome rides and awesome entertainment at our Six Flags New England. And over the summer and in the spring and fall, you will find me on my days off from podcasting at Six Flags New England usually. I actually really 
like Six Flags New England. Now, a person once told me that I am way too old to be going to Six Flags New England. He says that Six Flags New England and Six Flags in general and amusement parks in general are just for uh, parents to bring their kids for fun. Well, that's his opinion, and he's certainly entitled to his opinions. Um, I know for fact that many people my age go to Six Flags New England. There are people in their 40s that like the thrill of riding on rides. I don't know why he would say that Six Flags is for kids. Maybe he does not have the balls to go on some of those big, scary rides. I don't know. But what I do know is that Six Flags New England are, and all the music parks in general, there are some people out there who really like going on some of those big, bad, scary rides. And really, there's no age limit for uh, any sort of amusement park. Really, there's not. Um, you can be 65 years old and like going on thrill rides. You can be my age and like going on thrill rides. So, just like any sort of entertainment, there is no age limit. Now, another person thinks the same way. Actually, one of my real personal friends feels that um, amusement parks are for younger kids. Now, typically, I disagree with all those people who feel uh, that way. Because um, I think if you enjoy doing stuff, it doesn't matter what age you are, in my opinion. But anyways, for entertainment, we've got Six Flags New England. And Six Flags New England's got rides for kids. And it's got rides for adults and everyone. So it fits in for everybody. Now, uh, they won numerous awards for some of the best high-thrilling rides, like Bizarro, like Wicked Cyclone, which was introduced in 2015, just this past season, and uh, Mind Eraser, Goliath, so all those other great rides. Now, unfortunately, Bizarro has been retired, and um, they are actually going to replace Bizarro with Superman, which is a ride that is famous in some other Six Flags parks all over the United States of America. Um, so if you ever in the Agawam, Massachusetts area, and it's a summer day or a spring day or a fall day, I personally recommend checking out Six Flags New England. Now, we also have plenty of movie theaters up here in Springfield, Mass., and in the New England area. Uh, we've got one in the Eastfield Mall. There's a few in East Springfield. There's a few in downtown Springfield. And there are a few all elsewhere all over Springfield. So if you ever wanted to see a new movie, it's always a possibility here in Springfield, Mass. One other thing that is famous in Springfield, usually uh, during May or April, we have the world's largest pancake breakfast. Now, I haven't attended this in a long time because it usually is very packed. And if one thing I hate in the morning is waking up and going to crowds. So I usually don't go to the pancake breakfast for that reason. 
because it's really packed. I mean, like, uh, the whole city's there in their pajamas and in their slippers. And uh, I don't think it's like a formal setting for me to be in, to say the least, if you get my drift. But I definitely uh, think the pancake breakfast is one of the things that Springfield is most proud about. I know a few years ago they celebrated what I think was their 100th year of doing the pancake breakfast, if I can remember correctly. I don't know, but it's been going on for many, many, many decades now. And it seems to be very popular here in Springfield, Massachusetts. So that's some of my personal favorite things about Springfield, Mass. I just wanted to give my listeners some little information about the area in which I live because uh, I know a lot of you are probably saying Springfield, Mass is far from me, but when you're doing a radio show and you know that I'm broadcasting from Springfield, Mass, I think it would be cool to know uh, some of the stuff that I go to and some of the stuff that happens in uh, my city. Now, if you live somewhere else besides Springfield, Mass., and you want to talk about your city, please feel free to call in at one three four seven nine eight nine eight one four two. I personally would love to hear about some of your favorite things in your city and what you offer and what your city offers for entertainment. Now, one last thing, or a couple more things that I'll talk about living in Springfield, Mass., and New England, is the weather. Now, up here in uh, New England, we actually have four seasons, just like the rest of the world. We got spring, we got summer, we got fall, and we have winter. Now, our winters are very, very, very cold. We have perhaps the worst winters because we get a lot of snow, and folks, I can't tell you enough, I hate snow, and I'm not looking forward to the winter in December. Winter starts in two months, unfortunately, and I'm not looking forward to it. We get a ton of snow. The only days I like snow are on the holidays. I like snow on Thanksgiving, and I like snow on Christmas. That's it. And as you guys know, I hate snow because of one particular snowstorm that us in Springfield, Mass., and New England got in 2011 that wiped out my entire fish room when we lost electricity. So that's why I hate snow. So winter is usually terribly, terribly cold, filled with snow. Fall is usually in the 50s and 60s, and then late fall, it gets colder, and we get some snowflakes. And spring is usually uh, 55 to 75 degrees. Late spring gets a little bit warmer. And then summer depends on the year. Some summer is as hot as 90 degrees Fahrenheit to 100 degrees Fahrenheit. But this year, we had a very mild summer. A very good summer, and I really enjoy those mild summers that we actually have. I think they're uh, very, very cozy, to say the least. All right, so if you are actually planning on visiting New England up here in the east, uh, I want to talk to you guys about some cool locations you should visit 
and some cool things that New England has to offer. The first place I'd recommend you check out is New England Aquarium. Now, the New England Aquarium is going to be an awesome experience for you. I went to the New England Aquarium on my senior class trip. Yes, that's right. The fish freak that I am, I went to New England Aquarium on my one and only senior class field trip. And I loved it. It was the best day of my high school and professional school career because uh, I really enjoyed the New England Aquarium. They have a lot of beautiful aquariums. Now, some of the exhibits you're going to see at the New England Aquarium include a very, very big display tank, which is really tall. I wouldn't even know what size to tell you how big it is. It's really huge. Uh, they got a really big sea turtle in it. They got some really big sharks in there and some big fish. It's like a circular tank. As soon as you walk in, you're going to see that giant New England Aquarium tank. It's a very nice tank, and it's worth a video. Now, it's actually been updated. When I went in 2013, they were actually uh, remodeling, and that tank was shut down because they were building a brand-new tank. So the tank that's at New England Aquarium now, the big display tank, is a brand-new tank. They have that awesome tank. As soon as you walk in, you're able to walk around it, actually. Uh, it's, like big, it's like a floor plan aquarium. You walk around it to go to all the other levels, which is uh, pretty cool. Now, they've got a saltwater section with a stingray and shark touch tank, where, of course, you can touch the stingrays and touch the sharks. And that would be a good uh, place for your kids to have fun. They've got starfish tanks. They've got saltwater invertebrates tanks. They've got coral tanks. And they've got all sorts of saltwater ocean aquariums. They've got your penguins and they've got your mantis and all your saltwater mammals as well. And they've also got a pretty large freshwater exhibit, which is pretty cool for an aquarium. They've got an Asian arowana tank. Yes, that's right. An Asian arowana tank inside the New England Aquarium. They've got a, a Amazon River Aquarium where you'll find Oxidorus niger, catfish. You'll find pakus, red-tailed cats, tiger shovenos, semi-prochilotus, Tenaris, which is flat-killed prochilotus. So they've got a variety of amazing freshwater fish. I've always been a fan of the South American fish. They've got discus. So New England Aquarium's got a ton of freshwater fish. Um, they also have uh, some other um, cool exhibits that are uh, pretty cool to see. Now, I remember I went down on my class trip with about $100, and I paid $40 to get in, and another 40 to, um, or actually, actually another 30 to see whale watching. So they have whale watching at the New England Aquarium too, 
which is pretty awesome. So I I, I got to uh, see the whole aquarium, and I got to um, see whale watching for just $30. So for a total of $70, I can remember the best senior class trip I've ever had. And I also, after I went to the Newman Aquarium, with probably $30 left in my pocket, I went to a nice Italian uh, dinner at a nice Italian restaurant, and I uh, had the best fine dining experience I ever had in Boston. So the New England Aquarium, not only is the aquarium nice, but you're in uh, downtown Boston, which has some beautiful areas and stuff. I think it's downtown Boston. Uh, I've never, ever been to Boston too many times in my life, but I know that New England Aquarium is different than the other part of Boston I've been in. But the area that New England Aquarium is in has some very nice restaurants and some awesome stores. And I believe you're actually, uh, you're near that, uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, I don't want to call it, uh, I don't know what you call it, uh, shoot. Uh, it's famous for the Revolutionary War. Uh, I forgot the name of it, but you're near that Revolutionary War trail where, actually, that's where Christopher, or it's that's where that guy said the British are coming. You're right near that area. <laughs> can't believe I can't remember it on my show off the top of my head. How embarrassing. But you're near that area, and you got, like I said, you got some awesome stores and restaurants there. So, besides uh, the New England Aquarium, You've also got the Fleet Center in Boston, and that's where the Boston Celtics and um, the Boston Bruins play. The Fleet Center, actually, I've never, ever been there. I don't know any, any anyone that's been there, but I've heard some good things about it. It's a major arena, and, of course, you've got an NBA team and an NHL team playing there. Also, the WWE host, pay-per-views there. I think they host like uh, one pay-per-view a year, and I do believe there's going to be a pay-per-view at the Fleet Center in 2015 or 2016, but I might be wrong, so don't quote me on that. We also have the Gillette Stadium, and that's where the Patriots play. We also have Fenway Park, and that is a historic park where the Boston Red Sox play. Now, we also have the Big E, which is a fair that takes place mid-September and ends the beginning of October. Now, the Big E is the largest fair in New England. They have some crazy food creations. So, if you are a foodie like myself, you're going to love the Big E. Now, the Big E has fried foods like fried Oreos, fried dough. Uh, Sometimes they have fried fruit punch, fried butter, and some out-of-the-world fried creations. If you can fry it, they fry it. They fry crazy stuff. I know this year they fried apple pies, and they fried s'mores. They fried, what else did they fry? Um, uh, Some other crazy stuff. They also have fried soda, fried beer. So it really is some crazy fried creations at the Big E. So if you're a foodie, you would love it. Um, They've got a lot of stores at the Big E. They've got carnival stuff. So if you're into that kind of stuff, the Big E is famous for being the largest fair in New England. People from Vermont, Rhode Island, 
Maine, Connecticut, sometimes New York, and of course Massachusetts come in to visit the Big E. We've also got Yankee Candle. Now, Yankee Candle is a place that actually makes their very own candles. And that's a very popular place. I've been there a few times. Uh, you can bring home a homemade candle with you. And uh, you're actually uh, going to have a lot of fun at Yankee Candle. And they actually have a very nice bakery and restaurant inside Yankee Candle. They got some awesome homemade fudge, homemade cookies, ice cream, and all that good stuff. And last but not least, we've got Mystic Aquarium in Connecticut. Kind of smaller than the New England Aquarium, but I'd say it's probably the biggest aquarium in Connecticut. They have a lot of the saltwater stuff that the New England Aquarium has. They've got a whale. They've got beluga whales. They've got, uh, uh, let's see, they got penguins. They got some cool freshwater stuff like stingrays and piranhas as well. So um, I think all of those uh, locations are some cool things to check out about New England. All right? So all of those are some cool locations that we have here in New England, and I hope you, my listeners, will check them out. All right, so moving along, I'd like to move on to my next topic. Now, this morning, uh, I was actually doing a research on crime because I'm one of those guys that will watch ID Discovery and watch all those crime documentaries and I like to see uh, criminals get caught and get arrested. I like watching crime, to say the least. So I, I wanted to talk about crime on the show. And today uh, I'm just going to talk a little bit about it. Because I'm actually going to debut a crime series here on the American Variety Network sometime in 2016. So crime has increased over the last decade in America. I bet you we already know that, because we see it on the news every day. But in my research this morning, recent studies have shown the following crimes are committed each and every week on a higher level than did 10 years ago in 2005. And note, I said each and every Frigging week. So, there are more rape cases than there were in 2005, unfortunate. There are more robberies than there were in 2005. Well, I think we can blame the economy on uh, all the robberies that have taken place over the last 10 years. There are actually over 50% more shootings and murders than 10 years ago. And that actually sparks the gun control debate, which we'll talk about a little later on in the show. There are 25% more domestic violence cases than there were 10 years ago. And believe it or not, there are 45% more drug-related charges than there were 10 years ago. So my question is, why is there so much friggin' crime in the United States of America? 
I mean, I really don't know the answer as to why there is so much crime here in the United States of America. Now, maybe it's because we uh, have some very bad citizens who don't know nothing else but crime. Who knows? I don't know why we have so much crime here in the United States of America, but I sincerely hope that crime rates will go down. However, that is highly unlikely. Uh, I don't see crime rates uh, decreasing for a while. We have to get bigger and better, stronger police force, and I think the police force should uh, be using more uh, brutal force if they have to. If a criminal is uh, resisting arrest and they committed a serious crime, then I'd say uh, don't pay tax money to put him in jail. Don't have taxpayers pay for this criminal to be sitting in jail. Just shoot him and end him. But that's uh, just my harsh reality on some of these more harsh crimes like shootings and murders and things of that nature. So what can we do to stop crime? Well, I don't think there is one answer on what we, what can we do to stop crime. I think one thing we can do to stop crime is if we see it, report any evidence or trace that someone might be a criminal, we should uh, investigate. And if we see them doing a criminal act, we should report it. But one thing I can say is that I think United States American citizens should better themselves and stop so many of the criminal acts that are going on. Now, I'm going to stop the crime talk for today's show because I want to save all of the rest of my crime talk for the crime series that is coming to the American Variety Network in 2016. All right, so another topic I want to talk about are some states in the United States of America I'd like to go to. Now, believe it or not, there are quite a few states that I actually would love to have the opportunity to visit at some point in my life. Now, the first state I'd love to visit again is New York. Now, I've been to New York before. I went in my sophomore year of high school. We took a sophomore field trip to Times Square in New York, and it was one of the best things that I ever did in my life. I really did enjoy Times Square. I thought that it was a very awesome area, and another point in my life, I'd like to take a trip back down to Times Square. I had a lot of fun that day. I went shopping. I got some Yankee cups. And I had a nice dinner at a fine Italian dining restaurant. I think I had chicken marsala that day. And that chicken marsala was out of this world outstanding. So I definitely want to go back to New York. I definitely want to go back to Times Square. I definitely want to witness a Yankees game at Yankee Stadium at some point in my life, and I think I'm going to make that happen in the 2016 season. I think I'm going to go to Yankee Stadium, and I'm going to watch the Yankees play. So that's going to be awesome. 
I also want to go to Florida again. Now, as you guys know, or may not know, I lived in Tampa Bay, Florida, outside of Raymond James Stadium for a few years. Now, don't take me technical there. I was not a hobo living outside the stadium. What I meant by that was that I lived in close proximity to Raymond James Stadium. Now, uh, I definitely would like to go to Tampa, Florida again and watch the Tampa Bay Buccaneers play from Raymond James Stadium and play inside their home arena. I'd also like to go to Disneyland and Universal Studios in Florida. Uh, You're never too old for that, like I said. And uh, I think Florida has a lot of things that I'd like to visit, like all those wonderful beaches. Now, I'd like to go to Minnesota. You're probably saying, what the hell's in Minnesota? Why, why do you want to go to Minnesota? Well, I like malls, so I want to go to the biggest mall in America. I want to go to the mall in America in Minneapolis, Minnesota. And that is the biggest mall in the whole United States of America. I definitely want to see that before I pass away. And last but not least, I definitely want to go to the capital of the United States of America. I want to go to Washington, D.C., and I want to visit the White House. I think visiting the White House would be an awesome opportunity for me. So, listeners, what are the place, where are the places in the United States do you want to visit? Go ahead and call in at one three four seven nine eight nine eight one four two and let me know. All right, so I see we have a question in my chat room, and uh, Carlton is asking, I know that you are a tropical fish keeper, but are there any pets that you are currently keeping? Yes, I do have one other pet besides tropical fish, and that is my dog, Boomer, and by the way, folks, I love dogs. Dogs are an interesting animal, and for sure, dogs are a man's best friend. Now, Boomer is actually a really small dog. He is a lopsu-opsu. He's about 15 to 18 pounds. But he may be small, but what he lacks in size, he makes up for in personality. He actually has the personality of a human being. I think, because he loves human food, and he knows when people are coming over. He's a very intelligent man. He knows when somebody is at the house. He's the first to know it because he'll let us know by going to the door and either scratching or barking. And uh, the one man that he actually likes is the pizza guy because I trained him to like pizza. So every time the pizza guy comes over, he gets very excited, and he smells the pizza guy before we do. Uh, he knows the pizza guy's at the door before we even know he's he's there. And uh, he actually likes a lot of people. He's a very, very smart dog. He just doesn't like the groomer because he don't like getting his hair cut. But I actually adore Lopsu Opsus. They're a very, very nice dog, and I personally recommend... Anyone else looking for a small dog to give Lopsu Wopsu a try? 
So uh, dogs are an interesting animal. I love dogs for their personality. And you can actually get to play and pet dogs and have fun with your dogs. And at the end of the day, your dogs are always going to be your best friend. They're not going to disrespect you or belittle you or betray you. They're always going to love you. And even when they are upset at you or you're upset at them, they're always still going to love you. Now, unfortunately, uh, my dog, my Lopsu-Opsu Boomer, was bitten by a pit bull earlier this year. And ever since then, I've had mixed feelings and mixed emotions on pit bulls. You know, a while ago, I thought about doing a talk show on the controversy behind pit bulls, but I didn't want to stir up controversy with all my listeners, and I didn't want to piss off all my listeners because I know that pit bulls are a dog that is loved by a lot of uh, Americans. So I'll just say that pit bulls, uh, they can be a nice dog, or they can be a vicious, ferocious dog. It all depends on how and who is training that dog. Now, if you are a drug dealer or a criminal and you want people to stay off of your property, you're obviously going to train your pit bull to be a attack dog. But if you are a normal person with a normal dog, you're going to treat your pit bull and train your pit bull to be a loving and uh, compassionate dog. So I will admit when uh, Boomer... When Boomer got bit in January of this year, I was the first person to blame the Pipple. And a lot of you on my personal Facebook jumped on me and said that uh, I was wrong for blaming the Pipple. It was actually the owner's fault and uh, things of that nature. And I do now agree and understand where you guys were coming from, and I get it. It is the owner's fault. So... Now, here we are, uh, 10 months later, I definitely agree with all of you guys, and it's a shame that uh, this these pit bull attacks happen. Uh, they happen very frequently, and uh, I, I don't know why people train these pit bulls to be uh, vicious. I know that the drug dealers do it, and all the criminals. But that's enough on pit bulls, because I, uh, I like some pit bulls. I love the friendly ones out there. And maybe uh, later on uh, down the road, maybe in 2016, I will uh, get around to doing that pit bull show. But I don't know if I want to do it because I like pit bulls. I just don't like those bad ones that, the, uh, that get in the hands of the bad people. Wow, so I've been talking for one full hour and six minutes already. See, you guys, I love these talk shows where I just get to come on here, ad-lib, and talk about whatever the hell I want to talk about. I love the uncensored and unscripted talk shows. I think it's time to go ahead and take a intermission 
And I think it's time to have a little bit of fun during this intermission so I can rest my voice and come back and talk about some other interesting topics. So normally during my intermission, I only play one or two songs. But today's intermission, I want to play three songs followed by my infomercials. And ladies and gentlemen, I've got a very awesome brand new infomercial that I want you to hear. So don't go anywhere during this infomercial. So the three songs I'm going to play tonight are... The first song I'm going to play is by the Rolling Stones called Give Me Shelter. The second song is by Elton John, and that is called Rocket Man. And the third song is by When in Rome, and that is called The Promise. So ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take our intermission, and we will be right back here on Alice Cardinelli Talk Show, live on In Your Face Talk Show on the American Variety Network. Let's hear some awesome music and our infomercials, and we'll be back with more after this.
something you'd like to promote or advertise? Do you want to get some much-needed exposure for your business or your very own Facebook page or even your very own podcast? Well, look no further than Jackie's help and advice for promoting on Facebook. Jackie will help you advertise your goods and help you spread the word. I, Alice Cardinelli, have personally been great friends with Miss Jackie Wilkes, and she has a very kind heart, and she is a very sweet lady, and she will definitely help you grow like she has helped Alice Cardinelli grow. To advertise and promote your business or anything you want to advertise, please like and check out the page, Jackie's Help and Advice for promoting on Facebook. Would you like to find out when the next episode of the American Variety Network is? Do you want to find out the news and updates for the American Variety Network? Well, all you have to do is go on your computer and log on to the social media sites. The American Variety Network is now on Facebook and Twitter. That's right, you can find the American Variety Network on Facebook and Twitter. Like our fan page on Facebook called American Variety Network and follow us on Twitter. Our Twitter fan page is at American Network One. Again, our fan page on Facebook is American Variety Network. Hit like and our fan page on Twitter is at American Network One and hit follow. Are you enjoying tonight's episode of the American Variety Network? Great! The American Variety Network really appreciates your listening. We also appreciate listener feedback. Please feel free to email us your thoughts and opinions on tonight's show. Our email address is AmericanVarietyNetwork at Comcast.net. That's American Variety Network at Comcast.net. You may also email us with any questions, comments, or concerns you may have about our show. You can also email us to book a guest appearance on the American Variety Network, or you may contact us to become a sponsor of the American Variety Network. American Variety Network at Comcast.net.
Happy Halloween from Alex Cardinali and all of us here at the American Variety Network. We hope that your month is full of tricks and treats as well as plenty of scariness. Don't forget to enjoy some delicious candy this Halloween season. The American Variety Network suggests Reese's, Kit Kat, Snickers, and some Oreos for delicious Halloween treats. Make sure you have your candy ready for trick or treating. Happy Halloween! Halloween Tricks The American Variety Network live on Saturday, October 31st, 2015 at 9pm Eastern, 8pm Central, 7pm Mountain, and 6pm Pacific. October 31st just happens to be Halloween. On a special Halloween night, the American Variety Network will celebrate Halloween with plenty of tricks and treats, scary Halloween stories, Halloween music, and candy discussion. So ghosts, goblins, and zombies come out of your trial and tune into the American Variety Network for a special Halloween 2015 fun show. Join us Halloween night 9pm Eastern at blogtalkradio.com forward slash American Network. Happy Halloween. American Variety Network fans, mark your calendars and get ready to celebrate. Saturday, November 21st, 2015 at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central, 7 p.m. Mountain and 6 p.m. Pacific. The American Variety Network reaches another milestone as we celebrate our 250th episode. Our 250th episode is going to be filled with plenty of awesome surprises and fun. Here to tell you more about the 250th episode is the host himself, Alex Cardinale. On the 250th episode, there will be three special surprise guests, including one fishkeeping guest who will be broadcasting live from the Ohio Cichlid Association 2015 Extravaganza, and two other awesome surprise guests. There will be some awesome comedy clips guaranteed to make you laugh, and last in the past clip, and there will also be a lot of fun. I personally invite you, my listeners, to help me celebrate 250 awesome episodes, as you've been a huge part of my success. So join me live Saturday, November 21st, 2015 at 9 p.m. Eastern for our 250th episode at blogtalkradio.com forward slash American Network. Breaking news just into the American Variety Network studios. On Monday, November 30th, 
2015 at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central, 7 p.m. Mountain and 6 p.m. Pacific, Alex is going to share some groundbreaking news and announcements that will shock the American Variety Network and Blog Talk Radio. What is the news? Well, you're going to have to tune in live on Monday, November 30th because no one is going to find out. Suspense is the best. Plus there will also be a special surface guest returning to the American Variety Network for the first time in over a year. So what is the major news? We will find out on November 30th. You're listening to the American Variety Network. Your only place for variety on Blog Talk Radio. Are you bold enough to call in and interact with tonight's topic? Well, prove it by calling in live at 1-347-989-8142 to ask questions about tonight's topic or share your thoughts on tonight's topic. Just pick up your phone and dial 1-347-989-8142 and go into a quiet location. Again, that's 1-347-989-8142. Now, let's get on with the show. Are you ready for a talk show that is brave enough to talk about anything and everything, even if it's controversial? Are you ready for a talk show where anything goes and we will say anything that we want? Well, then you're listening to the right talk show. You are tuned in to In Your Face Talk Show. With your host, the crazy Italian-American AC. You can expect to hear the unexpected. Laugh at what is said, or you may scream. Either case, sit back and enjoy the show. Let's get in your face with this great talk show. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to this wonderful episode of the Alice Cardinelli Speak Show, live on the In Your Face Talk Show. And we're having a wonderful time so far. Uh, I want to thank you for participating in that wonderful intermission. Now, before our intermission, I had some wonderful ad-lib topics. And now, I'm going to continue the fun, because I've only got about 27 minutes left on the air and I got a couple of some more interesting topics that I want to talk about. So please feel free to call in at one three four seven nine eight nine eight one four two and ask me any questions. Or if you agree or disagree with anything I say, please go ahead and call in at one three four seven nine eight nine eight one four two. All right. So, let's go ahead and uh, continue our discussion. So, I actually wanted to bring this up on our show tonight. Uh, I went to Walmart the other day, and I saw that Christmas decorations were being put out in the front of the store. Now, a lot of people have been posting on social media about their Walmarts also putting up Christmas decorations just one week before Halloween. Now, many people are saying that this is sort of forcing the holidays upon 
uh, the consumers. However, I don't feel that way because I think it's more of the chain stores reminding consumers and customers that Black Friday is just a mere eight weeks away. It really is close. So uh, I think they're just getting ready for Black Friday, and I personally think they're trying to prepare for some major sales. Now, I love Christmas. Christmas is one of my most favorite times out of the year, so I don't mind if these stores are going to start selling um, stuff a few months ahead of time. But what I do have a problem with is if these stores are going to start selling Christmas decorations in the middle of summer. Um, I was at my Target in the Hoyoke Mall uh, this past summer, I believe it was, and I saw an aisle already dedicated to Christmas trees and stockings and everything for Christmas, and it was like July. I'm like, come on, seriously, we've got like five more months until Christmas. I decided it was too early then, but late October-ish is totally acceptable uh, by my standards. I definitely am not mad by seeing Christmas there because Thanksgiving is coming up soon, and what's after Thanksgiving? The Christmas season, so I'm really not upset that uh, some stores are advertising Christmas stuff now. All right, so the next topic I would like to uh, talk about is the Chicago Cubs. I forgot to mention them in the first half of the show. So the Chicago Cubs actually made the postseason for the first time in a long time. Now, the Chicago Cubs, they won the NL wildcard game to make it to the NLDS. And then the Cubs would win the NLDS against their team that they faced. I forgot what team they faced. And they headed to the National League Championship Series for the first time in many years. And a lot of people thought that the Mets were actually, excuse me, a lot of people thought that the Cubs were going to go to the World Series. They based it off that movie, Back to the Future, because I guess they guessed that the Cubs were going to be in the World Series in 2015. I actually thought that uh, the Cubs were going to go to the World Series as well, and the Cubs defeated the St. Louis Cardinals to go to the NLCS. Thank you, Jeremy, for pointing that out for me. And... um, I was praying for the Cubs to go to the World Series because the Cubs are my second favorite Major League Baseball team, and I was rather disappointed when the Cubs lost last night and the goddamn Mets are going to the World Series. I will say, though, the Cubs are a lot better team than they were before, and I do see a World Series in the Cubs' future. I know it's not going to be this year, But I know how the Cubs fans are. They're looking forward to seeing the Cubs play again next year. And hopefully next year, the Cubs will go to the World Series. The Cubs got a hell of a pitcher in John Lester. When John Lester was with the Red Sox, I had always wished for him to go to my first favorite team, the Yankees. But I'm happy to see John Lester on my second favorite team, the Chicago Cubs. 
So I was hoping that the Cubs made the World Series because I was going to do an in-your-face talk show on the Chicago Cubs World Series drought because the last time the Cubs won a World Series was 1908. So hopefully next year I will have that opportunity of doing a Chicago Cub World Series show. Or hopefully it'll happen when I'm alive. <laughs> I'm just joking. I think it will happen within the next two or three years. All right. So I just wanted to uh, bring that up. Now, I know that this seems to be a hot topic on Blog Talk Radio. I see a lot of shows on it. So I just want to insert my brief opinions on it. And that is the thoughts on gun controls and guns. Now, I'm actually going to be doing an entire show on the good and bad of owning a gun. So I'm just going to limit myself to a few words on this topic. Now, it seems that a lot of shootings have taken place over the last few years. We've had the Trayvon Martin shooting in 2012 with George Zimmerman. We had some uh, shootings that were famous in 2012, like the Aurora movie shooting by James Holmes. We can't not forget the... um, Shoot. We cannot forget that shooting in Connecticut, the Connecticut school. Uh, I always remember the name, and now I'm live on the air. It just slips out of my head. Uh, shoot. Uh, forgot the name of that shooting that was done um, by that uh, by that kid. But anyways, we had that Sandy Hook shooting. Uh, the Sandy Hook shooting was terrible in 2012. Uh, we had shootings, or I think, yeah, it was 2012. Uh, and then there were uh, other bad shootings like Michael Brown and the police brutalities. So that has sparked a lot of gun debates and gun chat. Now, I am against uh, people not allow, uh, I am against government not allowing people to own a gun. I think in this day and age, um, I think in this day and age, we need guns to protect our, protect ourselves because people can break in our house and, or people can uh, try and mug us or attack us. And we need guns to basically uh, self-defense, for, basically for self-defense. And uh, my friend Jeremy says that Michael Brown was shot in St. Louis 45 minutes from his house. Well, that's, that's very frightening. I know that here in Springfield, Mass., they did a very big protest for Michael Brown when that happened. It was a, a very touching thing for many of the Springfield, Mass. citizens. But like I was saying, um, I think that we do need guns. I think the American citizens need guns for protection reasons. However, with that being said, uh, I definitely would not give guns to people who have mental illnesses or people who have a history of being criminals or being thugs or any of that stuff because you can't trust them. Um, And uh, guns, um, they automatically don't kill people. People kill people. Guns don't kill people. People kill people. 
I saw that on a on a, a podcast that I was listening to, and I agree 100% with that. So I'm going to steal that line from that podcast, and uh, it's 100% right, and it's 100% accurate. Uh, just think about it. Uh, if I were to go and shoot somebody you know, and uh, I, I and then and then you would say Alex killed him. You wouldn't say the rifle killed the person. So that's a really good example of that. I've really never followed this whole gun debate topic really closely, so I haven't really researched it. I'm not really uh, educated. I'm not really knowledgeable on this whole situation. So you might think of me as an idiot or imbecile talking about this, but I've I really I really have noticed that more and more people are talking about it. So over the next few weeks, I'm going to research this topic and I'm going to uh, spend hours upon hours reading articles and people's opinions on this. And then I'm going to do my very own show on gun controls and uh, my opinions on them. So uh, make sure you stay tuned to the American Variety Network because in a few weeks, I'm going to do my own show on gun control, and I hope that uh, I'll have some callers calling in and uh, offering their opinions to uh, gun control. All right, let's go back to a positive mode, shall we? Uh, I know that uh, Thanksgiving is near. Halloween, of course, is in nine days, but Thanksgiving is near. And what is one annual tradition for Thanksgiving? It's a tradition that a lot of females like because they think of shopping. And it's a tradition that a lot of kids like because they think of Christmas presents. That is, the day after Thanksgiving, Black Friday, all the stores across the United States of America have huge sales. Things are usually 40 to 70% off the normal asking price. So you are going to be getting a huge deal on a lot of stuff. Things like computers, cell phones, tablets, toys, grills, quick kitchen equipment, and basic home appliances go on sale. Some cars may have sales on Black Friday. I know my local dealership is having a sale on Black Friday. And uh, some other car dealerships across the USA are probably going to have deals on Black Friday. Uh, pet stores. So basically anything having to do with retailing are going to have sales. And like I said, it's 40 to 70% off. So you're going to be saving a lot of money. Now, during Black Friday, this is when grandparents, aunts, uncles, parents... And uh, even for a friend, they buy things for each other because they're going to get a huge deal. So, for example, let's say a video game normally costs about $70 on that Wednesday before Thanksgiving. On Black Friday, it's going to be on sale anywhere for from uh, $20 to $30 to $40. So it's going to be cut in half, literally. All right? Now, usually the Black Friday sales start early in the morning. It may start as early as uh, midnight Eastern Standard Time. That's right. Southern Mass 
stores are allowed to start selling Black Friday sales at midnight. Really, really early. I don't understand how people get up that early in the morning just to save 40 to 70% off. I know I noticed over the last two years that um, some of the stores will have these like 70, 80% off sales in the really early morning. And then as the day progresses, the sales will become less. Like instead of being 40 to 70% off in the afternoon, it'll be. Uh, 30 to 50 percent off, and then like in late late Black Friday, it'll go down to 20 to 40 percent off. But you're still saving a lot of money if you wait during the day. I have never ever gone out at 5 a.m. in the morning or 4 a.m. in the morning. I'm not gonna do that just to save some money. Uh, I'll go out like at 12 noon, but not that early in the morning because I'm tired. I'm a person that likes to sleep. So I just don't understand why people wake up so early in the morning just to go Black Friday shopping. Now, I think actually this year, uh, Massachusetts and Connecticut are going to allow stores to open up on Thanksgiving night. I just found out about that. I was on, I just saw it on Facebook right now. Uh, I don't understand the logic of that either. Thanksgiving is supposed to be where you're supposed to be thankful for what you already have. And you're supposed to be thankful for having your family around you. I don't see why they should be opening up at 10 o'clock on Thanksgiving night. Just uh, some of these stores will do anything to make a profit. But hey, I'm not down in Black Friday because I know I can get some really good deals on aquarium-related stuff for my saltwater aquarium. I can buy some presents for my family and some presents for... Why, oh, you, my listeners. <laughs> I think I just spilled out a little bit of a secret there. But uh, I could save a lot of money on Black Friday. Okay. So we're actually going to do a Black Friday-style show on November 28th. Or, excuse me, on November 26th. On November 27th. The night after Thanksgiving, we're going to do a Black Friday show. And uh, we'll talk about all the sales and all tell you about some of the seals in my area, and I'll talk about some of the cool gadgets that are being projected for Christmas 2015. I think it's going to be a fun show for me because it's going to bring me back to my childhood of going Christmas shopping and talking about all the Christmas seals that are taking place during the holiday season. And I know that a lot of you are going to relate uh, with me because a lot of you like Christmas shopping as well, and you can remember Christmas shopping as a kid as well. So that's going to be a fun show. Remember, all of you, my listeners, are my friends, and I think of all of you guys as my personal friends. So I want to talk about topics that you guys can relate to as well. All right, so I've got two more topics that I'm going to talk about for tonight's show, and then I'm going to share some uh, quick Radio, radio show news with you. Now, this is the fall season. There are three reasons why I love the fall season. The first reason I love the fall season, awesome food. We get awesome fresh apples all fall. We have some awesome fresh produce during the fall. The second reason I love the fall season, I love the two fall holidays, Halloween and Thanksgiving. 
I love Halloween for all the awesome Halloween candy, and I love Thanksgiving for all the awesome foods that Thanksgiving um, uh, what do you call it? all the Thanksgiving foods that happen around Thanksgiving. And the third reason I love the fall is because the weather is not too cold yet, but it is really, really, uh, is really um, what's the word I'm looking for here? Um, it's really manageable because it's up here in Mass. Our fall temperatures are usually around 50 to 60 degrees Fahrenheit. My last topic is I want to uh, end this show on a motivation note. I know that sometimes we all have bad days. So if any of my listeners out there are having a bad day today, I want you to think positive because positive things are coming your way. So if any of you, my personal friends and my personal listeners, are having a bad day, I, Alice Cardinelli, am sending positive vibes your way. Remain positive, because every time you remain positive, nothing but good things are going to happen for you. And I guarantee that. All right, so we're going to go ahead and play one more song, and then after that, I'm going to give out some show news, and we are going to end today's show. All right, so the name of this song is Running Up That Hill by Placebo, and when I come back, I'm going to give you some show news, and we'll end this awesome show.
finally reaching the end of our show, but for to, before we end today's show, I have some show news that I would like to share with you. So I have Friday, October 23rd off, so I want you guys to enjoy a nice night off tomorrow. I'm definitely going to have a nice day off tomorrow. But I return on Saturday, October 24th, 2015, at 9 p.m. Eastern. And I'm going to be doing this month of October's question and answer. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you, the listeners, have a question for me, Alice Cardinelli, please submit any questions to American Variety Network at Comcast.net. Again, send any of your Q&A questions to American Variety Network at Comcast.net. I also have another show on Monday. I have another in-your-face talk show. This one's going to be on how to form relationships with people. That's going to be on Monday, October 26th at 7 p.m. Eastern. And then Saltwater Aquarium Hour returns this Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern. Salty J returns. And we're going to talk about clownfish, damsels, tangs, and uh, gobies. And then on Wednesday, October 28th, I have primetime baking with Halloween baking recipes. And then on Halloween, I've got a Halloween 2015 extravaganza. Now, I'm looking at doing some more guest interviews here live on the American Variety Network. So stay tuned because I'm going to have some wonderful guest interviews. Now, the Man Cave has not gone anywhere. It will return in a few weeks. A lot of you have been asking me about the Man Cave, and I am glad you guys have taken an interest in it. The Man Cave will be back in a couple weeks here. All right. Now, as you guys heard in our intermission, we're going to have a historic 250th episode celebration on Saturday, November 21st, 2015, at 9 p.m. Eastern. Ladies and gentlemen, I am planning on having three special surprise guests, including one fishkeeping guest who has never, ever been on the American Variety Network before. And he's going to be broadcasting live from the Ohio Cichlid uh, Extravaganza events from 2015, so that's going to be awesome. I also have some other fun planned for that show, so please make sure you check out my 250th episode on Saturday, November 21st at 9 p.m. Eastern. All right, all right, ladies and gentlemen, that's going to be a wrap for today's show. Thank you all for tuning into the show. Thank all those of you from Western Mass. St. Louis, New York, and all the Facebook groups for tuning in to tonight's show. I appreciate all of your listeners and your listens. So, with that being said, I am Alice Cardinelli, and thank you for listening to this episode of Alice Cardinelli Talks. Have a great Friday night, and we'll see you Saturday, where I'll be answering your questions live, like only I can, on the American Variety Network. Good night, everyone. Alice Cardinelli here. Thank you very much for listening to this very good talk show here on the American Variety Network. 
Alice Cardinelli and the American Variety Network sincerely hope you enjoy tonight's broadcast. No, that was weird, a weird way to end the show, how the volume goes high and low without touching it. But anyways, have a, a good night, everyone. Thank you for tuning in. Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.